Hey fans, before we get going, just wanted to send out a reminder that you can head to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds, where you can choose to support this podcast, or you can send us voice messages. We certainly appreciate either, so head over to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds. Please show us some love. Now let's get on to the show. It's the Go Blue Crew. Hey there, welcome to episode 93 of the Go Blue Crew. It's a special one because it's our last one before Michigan kicks off the 2019 season against Middle Tennessee State. And before we talk about this game, what we want to see from Michigan and so on, Derek, we just got to get it out of the way that it is it is Middle Tennessee State, not just Middle Tennessee. People keep referring to Middle Tennessee, um, that might be a, a university or a college, but, but Middle Tennessee State, the Blue Raiders, that is, the, that is their name. That's the school's name. So let's not mess that up, people. That's disrespectful. Thank you for clarifying that. That was, that was bothering me as well. And maybe like the sports information department does uh, say Middle Tennessee. Maybe there isn't a Middle Tennessee. But, you know, I like what uh, – MGO Blue has what they have on the official football notes for the game, game notes, and, and they've got Middle Tennessee State. So, But I will note that their logo is just an M and just a T, so maybe we're wrong. Well, here's, here's the thing. Um, Middle Tennessee State, when, when they designed this logo, the S was unnecessary. You know, it, this wasn't something that that I think they were um, like, that was front of mind for them. Like, ah, are people going to forget the state? They overestimated our ability to like comprehend these things. I got you. I got you. So, so we just had to get that out of the way. Um, Michigan is a 34 point favorite in this one. The blue Raiders run a, a spread system, which I, I a spread offense, which, um, you know, might might test Michigan's defense a little bit. I mean, we we've seen that happen in the past before. Although we've also seen these um, comments from players that going against the spread offense through spring and and camp has um, prepared them a little better for that. But I, I guess I mean, like the the most surprising thing that that could happen, other than a total botched effort from the Wolverines and a loss would be like a high scoring game. I could, I could see like that kind of surprise come our way. But other than that, man, it's like you hate to say something's a sure thing because it's nothing is ever a sure thing, but it's, this is about as close as you can get. And certainly about as close as Michigan's going to get throughout this whole season. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the rest of the schedule, this is the, the, the one game that you you would say that this should be a sure thing. my I don't think that they'll lose. Um, I don't think it will be a high-scoring affair. You know, with, with a, a team like Middle Tennessee State who has played um, Power 5 opponents before and actually uh, historically, at least recently, has played quite a few of them, uh, they talked about playing in front of uh, bigger crowds, and so they're not going to be in awe. They're not going to be intimidated. I mean, this team's going to come in and give it their all and, and try to take down a mighty giant. Uh, so you're going to get their best effort. Uh, it's just a matter of you know how quickly Michigan can 
can uh, get away from from uh, kind of any kind of battle with them. So I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair. If anything, uh, I can see Michigan having trouble scoring, which I think will be more frustrating than ever before because you. I think a lot of people automatically assume that oh, now that Josh Gaddis is around, like Michigan's going to score 100 points a game. I don't think that's the case. In fact, winning by 34 could be 34 to nothing. It also doesn't mean anything that they're favored by 34 because they might not have to score 34 points. It could be 28 to 3, uh, and, and, and they could just take the foot off the gas. I don't think they will, uh, and if they do, it's maybe just the starters because I, I know that this game should be kind of what, what I think would be considered a preseason game, uh, at least in the second half. If Michigan's in control, up 20, 30, 40 points at halftime, I mean, this really just becomes comes a glorified practice or kind of like a preseason game where other guys can get in these like Dylan McCaffrey for sure if he hasn't already played at that point Joe Milton I mean you can run down the list of the depth chart and you're going to see a lot of guys get action so but yeah I mean Middle Tennessee State uh, once beat uh, another team in Michigan in the NCAA tournament obviously that's a different game and those are different circumstances but about the worst thing that could happen is uh, for Michigan to lose to Middle Tennessee State after making fun of a rival school for losing to Middle Tennessee State. Uh, was that a was that curling? What did Western Michigan lose <laughs> to Middle Tennessee State in curling? Yeah, we'll go. Let's go with that just so we don't. Okay, uh, you know, rival. Because I'm I'm unfamiliar with this rival loss to Middle Tennessee State. I that that's. That's blown. That's way above my head. I, I I'm not sure what you're referring to there, but I'm looking at last season's schedule. They played UAB twice back to back on I November 24th. Going December to say that, and if you look at the results, they win convincingly, and then you literally play the next weekend and you lose a heartbreaker. I mean, in a championship game, I would guess. Yeah. Um, and then you go on to a, a bowl game. This is a team that has made a bowl. They lost to App State, another team we don't like to. Man, what a, what a small world we've got going on here right now. Let's back. Let's, to, okay, let's let's two games in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you're Middle Tennessee State, dating back to last season, your last two games are against Appalachian State and Michigan. I, I feel like if if I'm if I'm coaching the Blue Raiders. I'm bringing out all the voodoo, you know. I mean, yeah. it's you're you're bringing it all out, and you're saying, "Look, the stars aligned on this one." The <laughs> the athletic directors, they they knew what was going on when they did this. We played Appalachian State, lost forty five to thirteen, unfortunately, but but now we got Michigan, which has a history with App State. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pull out. They're gonna pull out all kinds of magic. I think for this one. I'm sure they will. I mean, that, that's just, you know, you lose to a team that once came in and shocked the world in the big house. And I mean, it's just all more of the fire you need to, to get going. But I think the reality is, is Michigan should be up 28 to nothing, maybe throw a field goal in there, 31 to nothing by the end of the first quarter. Will that happen? Probably not that prolific of the scoring affair, but uh, I, I would expect Michigan to get up early and often. And this is a game. Tyler, where I think that we will see more Dylan McCaffrey than Shea Patterson. I know that's Whoa. wild, but I'm just going to throw that take out there because this has already been quite a random podcast, which is what happens when you have to talk about Michigan playing Middle Tennessee State. Uh, but I'm going to say 
more snaps from Dylan McCaffrey than Shea Patterson. Dude, I got to go back to something you said earlier about this field goal. Who kicks it? Is it Quinn Nordine or Jake Moody? That's, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go with Quinn Nordine uh because I think that it's going to be the Quinn Nordine kind of redemption tour. You uh, think so? But man, you got to put the best kicker out there. So it doesn't matter whose house you slept over at. You got to put the best kicker out there. The thing about kickers is like you trot one of them out there for the first attempt and then it could be a second kicker for the next one, the third for the third. You know what I mean? Like it's so you're just going going with the wind on that one. It's not like at quarterback where you try to get a guy in there and, and ride him through the ups and downs. Uh, your, your kicker your kicker needs to only have ups, basically. Yeah. And this that'll, is a game where they can like experiment. The, That'll, yeah, that'll be one of the, the things to, to look forward to on Saturday outside of like the normal stuff that everyone looks forward to. Who's going out there to, to kick the field goals? We might be so, the first that's brought that up. I, oh, I there's no that. way. Are you sure? I don't I, know. I haven't seen that. Everyone does forgets Quinn about still, the kickers. Does Quinn Nardine still have the hair? He's got to. I mean, if he doesn't, then... Then he lost his edge. Yeah. If he doesn't have it, he lost his edge. Um. Speaking of, of quarterbacks like you were before, that's kind of interesting. You think McCaffrey will get more snaps than, than Shea Patterson. Um, I, I guess it, it wouldn't like blow me away, but I think in this new system with a, a quarterback who, who, of course, is, is going to be comfortable with it because that's what he's used to other than last year, this is still valuable time to get acclimated to it before – you go up against some of the the bigger boys who will be able to throw you off your game if you're not totally comfortable in that system. So that's the only reason I think that that um, Shea Patterson will will probably safely end up with more snaps. But it, it could turn into a game where it's just not even worth it, and you get you get Dylan McCaffrey out there and just see what he does against Middle Tennessee State. But that's 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 the only reason I. I think that Shea Patterson will end up with more. Yeah, and I, and you're probably right. Uh, I think when I was thinking of it mostly is, so say the first half Shea Patterson gets more, and maybe that's the only half that matters to Michigan because they're so, they're so far up ahead that you can kind of experiment with some things. That's where if Dylan McCaffrey gets any snaps in the first half and leads the majority of the second half, um, that's that's the only reason I, I thought that maybe he could surpass the amount of snaps. I mean, I, I'm thinking that Michigan will probably have some uh, few play drives that lead to touchdowns, whether it's big plays or or just a good uh, good um, field position. I mean, I, I would imagine that. Shea Patterson just doesn't have to take a lot of snaps uh, for Michigan to, to score. And so that was the other reason I thought of that. I can see some more longer drives with Dylan McCaffrey. But, I mean, if you if you even split time between the two of them, you could see a guy uh, like Joe Milton get a ton of snaps maybe throughout the entire fourth quarter. So, again, I think it's as important um, as Dylan McCaffrey gets some reps being the quarterback of the future, especially in a game like this, as Shea Patterson just getting comfortable. Even though he has the experience, he is the uh, the starter. Um, and it appears to be no question that he's the starter, even though Harbaugh cannot uh, keep his mouth shut about 
playing Dylan McCaffrey. Um, but this is, this is really important for Shea Patterson to kind of get back in the groove, uh, establish a connection with his receivers, you know, be comfortable in this new offense himself, even, even though he always says that he's completely comfortable. You know, if there's one thing that I would love to see more of, it's emotion from Shea Patterson. I don't know if it's just this year, but for some reason, some of these things, places I've seen him talk, is just like, it's almost like he's got no no emotion. Like it's and I, not that he was super fired up in years previous or last year, I guess the only year or or had any like hot takes or um, big feuds at old old Miss. But man, I, he just is always like so. Maybe he's just so calm and composed. But I was like, yeah, yeah, like I've done this before. Like you're gonna really like what you see. Like you know, I'm really comfortable. Like yeah, I was like that's it. Like <laughs> I want him to be like yo, like. I don't want him to promise a national championship, but I want to hear him say, because I would trust him more than just about anybody as a quarterback to say, you know what? Like I have a really hard time seeing us not really take that step. We were unable to take last year. That's something that I want to hear from your starting quarterback. I don't think we're going to get it against middle Tennessee state. No. And, and of course not. And, and maybe it's going to take some proving on the field for him to show kind of that confidence. Again, I'm not looking for the, the classic Michigan arrogance as other fans would say, but I mean, I've heard some, like some of the def- defensive players have been like, yeah, yeah. Like they're really challenging us or they're really looking better. And you just don't hear that from Shea Patterson. So I, I'd be curious to, to hear that eventually. Okay, I want to switch over to Michigan's defense because there are some areas over there where people will be a little nervous about, especially if Middle Tennessee State is able to to poke some holes in it. Uh, the The Blue Raiders have a really talented wide receiver working in the slot, Ty Lee, who will definitely test Michigan's secondary here, and especially in Week One when things are still a little rusty. Um, you know, not really sure how Michigan will go about defending him but uh, you can count on probably multiple bodies getting on him at some point including you know maybe Daxton Hill if he if he comes in uh if he comes in at safety moves up covers a slot receiver whatever that's going to be one of those things where um maybe maybe Middle Tennessee State manages like 13 points and so you don't think a whole lot of it and then you go back and and look at it again and and you see some areas where you know this one good receiver like was able to to expose a few areas of weakness on Michigan's defense. And you think, God, going forward, like that's really got to get fixed. So I, I, and so I'm not saying like he's going to single-handedly pull this one out for the blue Raiders, but he is a guy who will, will definitely test the secondary and show you where things stand right now. Yeah. I mean, their overall talent as a team is not going to be to the level of what Michigan has on the roster, but uh, every team like a middle Tennessee state or uh, just smaller programs are going to have, I mean, true talent uh, and guys that are really good. I mean, they've, they've get guys that have, have had uh, NFL jobs before uh, as a program. And so I would say that I'd be very surprised if Michigan shuts out middle Tennessee state. It's the first game of the season. Uh, they're bound to be able to find some weakness in the defense. Obviously Don Brown wants to pitch a shutout every time he leads his defense out on the field. Uh, but the reality is, is Michigan's going to give up a big play. There's going to be a couple of things that make us feel a little uneasy. Uh, and, and it's just kind of week by week. I mean, 
without a preseason. Um, and, and what's good about this game being first is in kind of acting as a preseason is there's going to be some quirks in the Michigan offense and the Michigan defense, maybe even some special teams blunders. You never know what can happen. If it's going to happen, you want it to happen in this game. So you can kind of uh, circle some things and say, hey, like they really killed us here. Uh, and we really need to, to work on this coverage um, come against teams later in the season that will uh, do a much better job at exposing us or have as much or more talent as we have on our roster. And so I would I would say that like 13 points sounds like the perfect amount to me. Like I, I would be I would not be shocked if Middle Tennessee State scores a touchdown and, and also gets close enough to, to kick a couple of field goals. So and then hopefully people are disappointed with that because the goal is to win like 50 to 13 and, and giving up 13 isn't so bad when you can score 50 plus. And so Michigan also may choose to just have Levert Hill, like follow him around everywhere. Yeah. And Which that's I, likely to. And maybe that doesn't help your defense in the long run, not giving guys that early test. But if you need like a, a quick answer, you know, if he's, if he's put together a couple of good drives back to back, maybe you, you just say, okay, Levert Hill, you go out there and, and, do your best to shut them down. So defensive line is is the other area where we're really going to have to pay attention to see what's happening. It's it's a lot of new guys. Um, yeah, some of it you see you saw flashes last year, maybe the year before. Uh, Josh Uche is, is actually a linebacker now, but it's so weird to think of him as not a, a on the defensive line. This if if Michigan can can stop the run, I think that's probably like the first thing you look for. In, in a defensive line that's um, sort of testing the waters, I guess, in, in live game action, because they are athletic enough, it seems like, that they'll be able to put pressure on, on the quarterback and most quarterbacks they face. But if you can stop the run, then I can start to believe this is for real and, and they won't miss too much of a beat up there up front. Yeah, so two things with that. I First and foremost, I don't think Middle Tennessee will find any consistent success on offense. If they do score, uh, if they do move the ball down the field, I think it will be kind of big plays and, and not necessarily busting for a 60-yard touchdown run or, or having a guy wide open streaking to the end zone. And more of just like a, a big chunk play and then maybe a drive stalls. Um, I don't think they're going to find a lot of success. And the reason being, and the other thing I wanted to say, it's just that battle in the trenches. That's where talent and physicality and just the size of Michigan compared to Middle Tennessee State, the depth of Michigan compared to Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State. I mean, when you're going to have multiple guys rotating in on the defensive line, all trying to, to give it their best to prove that uh, they deserve to, to get a lot of reps. I mean, they're going to wear out that offensive line. I think they're going to really dominate and stop the run game. I think there's going to be very little uh, pass game as well. Again, there, there's bound to be some plays on uh, some schemes that work against the Michigan defense, but that offensive line is going to be so overwhelmed and you don't have the same depth at Middle Tennessee State as you do at Michigan. And, and I think that that's where ultimately the game gets out of hand and probably pretty early. All right, we're going to wrap up here soon, but before that, uh, give me give me a player or even a, a an offensive or defensive unit that you think steps up on Saturday. I'm going to go with special teams. Um, I'm I'm that I wasn't like, one of the options. Uh, you know, I <laughs> I don't need to follow your your rules because I'm passionate about my special teams in this game, and I'll tell you why. This is the game where I think you really start to see. There, I mean, there's there's three 
there's three main parts of a, of a football team. It's the offense, defense, and special teams. And special teams can win or lose ball games, as you know very well, whether it's field goal kicking, field position when it comes to punts, um, not allowing guys to return kickoffs for touchdowns. I would expect this to be a game where you're going to see a block punt. Again, that, that offensive line, their protection's not going to be very good. And Michigan has so many, so much talent, even on special teams. And so I think special teams will, will be the unit that I look for the most. And then player wise, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Christian Turner. I, I would like to see what he can do at running back as a guy that has a little bit of experience uh, and a lot of hype around his name, uh, who's at least carried the ball a couple of times for Michigan. Okay. I'm going to go with the offensive line because this is a deep experienced group and it'll just be so nice to see a really good offensive line out there. It's gotten better, but this is definitely the year where it looks like that unit can take the next step so that's that's what uh, that's the the group i think will step up so uh, really really quick uh final score man i'm gonna go uh i kind of factor in that field goal so i'm gonna go 52 one field goal uh to i'm gonna go 13 steal it right from you okay i'm i'm gonna narrow that a little bit and go uh 45 24 well, yeah, I, I might think, be disappointed if they give up 24 points. I will be honest. It's just it's early. It's it, defense is going to try to get its footing and it's not all going to be right there the way we ex- expect it or want it. So you're right. That's why I think Middle Tennessee State State Middle Tennessee State. Right? State. Yeah. The Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders. <laughs> I think that's why they get 24 points. So thanks for checking us out on the Go Blue crew. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do it at Ty underscore Fenwick, and you can follow Derek at Divine Identity. Uh, looking forward to the season opener finally on Saturday. Go Blue. Go Blue.